texted me when I was at Chibo on Friday. She was like two, and she was talking with her mom, and her mom was trying to be like, so, what did you have for lunch today at school? And what about this? And finally, the little girl was like, what's that lady doing? <laughs> and pointed at me, and her mom was like, oh, or why is that lady by herself or something? And the mom was like, oh, well, she's drinking wine and relaxing and reading a book. And the little girl went, I want to relax, too. And the mom was like, okay, you can't read and you can't drink wine. So what are you going to do, buddy? I want to relax, too. Like, you're a kid. Do it, then. Do it right now. Yeah. You're doing it right now. You're, you're at a restaurant. You have all these crayons. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Is that the start of the episode? Yeah, I guess so. All right. I will <laughs> Let's roll with that. Hi, welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and I want to relax, too. I want to relax. This is a teen drama fan cast. Where we relax. But the teens, the teens don't relax. No, this episode's like, like everyone's doing a lot of stuff this episode. Everyone's going places and talking to people. There's a lot of people coming to doors in this yes. episode. I guess technically Seth is relaxing in this episode. Mm, but not, a, no, no, he is immobile this episode. <laughs> oh, he looks disgusting. They did a great job on him. Oh, yeah, they puffed his hair up. They gave him just like crazy bags and he looks like wild-eyed he looks like a golem and when i mean a golem i mean golem from lord of the rings yeah one of them golems one of them golems like one of them golem folks (laughs) golem is the only golem but also seth is a golem (laughs) and seth knows who golem is because this is 2004 yeah and those movies were out man hellboy was out as well they talk about how hellboy a lot i mean it, it i didn't realize it was that old me neither like I remember the first Hellboy. I didn't realize it was that that old either. It had to have like just come out that like recently. I think. Yeah, it must have been really new. I mean, like, like I guess what was it? The, the, watching the Hellboy movie. Hellboy's been around yeah, for yeah. a while. But the I guess movie... it makes sense though, because if you think about it, like the first two X Men are out. X Men Three has not come out. Hellboy was two thousand and four. Wow. Yeah. So topical, the OC. Yeah, and then four years later, Hellboy Two came out. And then they're doing a reboot, I think. Uh, but soon? the guy who plays Hellboy is so good. Um, well, what's his name? He always plays that type of character. Well, he always he always has um stuff on his face. Ron Perlman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ron Perlman from Sons of Anarchy. Yep. And Pacific yep. Rim. And yep. Um, but the one who's playing him in the other one is uh the guy who plays uh Hooper from Stranger Things. I think is who mm. they cast for it. Mm. And they did, mm-hmm. I th- I'm sure I think I thought I saw a makeup test or something. I think he looks pretty. I mean, essentially, what some whoever does it has to have like the big face. Yeah, yeah, they have to have a big face and and, and, and a both, big jaw. Yeah, both Ron Perlman and uh, Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, yeah, Hopper from uh, Stranger Things. I know his actor's name. I just forgot. It's okay. And, anyway, um, both of them have like the str- like the heavy jaw and like the full yeah. like strong face, which is you know is Hellboy. I think what you need for Hellboy, yeah. Ah, oh, so I had a girls' night last night, right. and we were watching movies, but we turned on the TV. Hellboy. So- <laughs> We turned on the TV so that we could load up Mean Girls and yeah. then subsequently um, Stardust. Yeah. But on the TV, staring in our faces, was Melinda Clark, <laughs> evil-eyeing all over the place. What, what, what was that? Nikita. Oh. Where she also is evil, but in that movie, TV show, her name is Amanda. 
<laughs> which is a real good evil eyes name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good name it's for comparable to Julie Cooper. <laughs> Full name Julie Cooper. Full name Julie Cooper. Uh, did you end up, ever end up watching Mean Girls, or do were you two have put well, by? <laughs> we did watch Nikita for a long time. Okay, but yes, then we watched Mean Girls. <laughs> you got then around we to watched Stardust, and then, watched and then we were like, "We've been hanging man, out Stardust for is seven real hours. good." Yes, it's not a loyal adaptation of the book. No, but it's a great adaptation because the spirit of the book is still there. Well, yeah, that's always the, the that, that's what I actually really like about adaptations about books that aren't the book themselves itself isn't like super super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't like, like with Harry Potter the problem the guys that went along is they they start having to be like we really gotta make sure we're really like we're, nailing these things yeah, for people we're, we're getting the scenes people really want in them not even the moments the, the scenes, scenes that people want else whereas people throw a fit whereas Stardust and like I know people who love Stardust hate the Stardust movie yeah um, I remember one person was like oh well it's supposed to be a fairy tale for adults and I don't think that movie's for adults and I'm like you what? see all of Michelle Pfeiffer's butt <laughs> and and also, there's a lot of murder. Lots of murder. And... Like, like it's, it starts with someone pushing someone out of a building. And Robert De Niro is such, like, a solid, flamboyantly gay pirate captain. Yeah. Yeah. Whose so, crew so, so is did, did just... not realize that Robert De Niro, like, had the... The acting chops to do that. Yeah, but he pulls it up real well. So well. And his crew is so supportive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we always knew you were an umpty. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course, yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah whatever. <laughs> Who cares about your reputation? Yeah, we know. <laughs> we love you anyway. No, yeah, well, whatever. And for a movie that came out in like two thousand and five, ah, great message. Yeah, yeah. God, it's such a good movie. I'm so happy I watched it last night. Good Stardust, good movie. Stardust, good movie. <laughs> on, this, on this teen drama uh, fan cast, <laughs> we say Stardust, good movie. Mean Girls, also good. Mean Girls, also good movie. But it's not a fantasy like. It's not a fantasy like, like, Star- Stardust. like Stardust. Oh, Stardust. What did, what, when they when they say it was supposed to be a fairy tale for adults, are they mad that there isn't more swearing or more gore? I think or yeah, like... I think they're mad that there's not more gore because the book is pretty gory. So, well, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, you can you don't have to show it. Yeah, you can still get the... and also the way you describe something. Like, it doesn't have to look the same way on. I mean, you, it's pretty gory when you see, like, his, like, you know, the blue blood is just throws yeah. slid. And, like, you, when you see all the, the, the dead. Ghosts. Oh, and yeah. I guess the ghost brothers are not really characters in the book. But, man, they make that movie. They, yeah. I no, love those ghost brothers. No, it's great. You got Mark Strong as Septimus. Oh, and he's so good as Septimus. Yeah. I want to see him as, like, a classic Shakespearean villain. I love all... Man, Mark Strong is real good. Um, I love all their names are just, like... I know. Yeah. Just numbers. And then, then uh, Una, I Una think. Una is the sister. Yeah, because that's... Because like, she's the only one. It's a female one, <laughs> I guess. And I love when they see her and they're all like, Oh, sister. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to spoil so many things. But at the end, when you see her and you see Dunstan... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Stardust is Stardust is good. Stardust is a good film. Yeah, it's watch good, it. It's a good fantasy film. It is an adult fantasy film. Yeah. It sounds like these people are just upset that it wasn't Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Don't watch it with your children. Yeah. Watch it with like your thirteen year old. Yeah, they can handle it. Yeah. Still fun. And it has Claire Danes and she's killing it. Yeah. Her accent, Actually, pretty good. I think that's why I think that's why I like Stardust so much. Is that it definitely is like a grown up uh fairy tale film, but not without the the edgy like Ooh, and, we're grown-ups. Yeah, every, everyone's going to be saying the F word so much. Everyone's going to sleep together. What? Look at, look at all this nudity that's unnecessary, but it's definitely in there. But Michelle Pfeiffer's butt, we that's see, necessary. We do see Michelle Pfeiffer's butt. And Michelle Pfeiffer is killer. 
it's great because she's beautiful. Yeah. But at that point, I don't think she had had any work done. So she's like this gorgeous woman who's obviously in her 50s. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, she's yeah. a sexy witch, but uh. not a young sexy witch because her magic is not strong enough to make her young. <laughs> just just, no. n- just not like the hags that yeah. the other witches are. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not decrepit. No. Yeah. Deprecate. Nope. I don't know how to say that word. Decrepit? Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, speaking of stardust, let's talk about the OC. Because they're all stars. Yeah. This is season two, episode 13, The Father Knows Best. The Father Knows Best. Which is a, which is like they really had a stretch to make sure that had to the. I'm like they real shoehorned that into the It really convention. it really kind of sounds like they're like oh it sounds like because like, usually when you see the father that's like God. the father. Well, you know what? Maybe God knows best, Kevin. In the OC, because the father doesn't know best in this episode. <laughs> I guess Sandy knows best. Uh, well, but he's bamboozled. There's there's a lot going on. All right, let's there's, talk about. There's it one real good storyline and one weird storyline in this episode. And which one's which? <laughs> it's like I think two different <laughs> like writer groups wrote them. Clearly, yeah. But hey, we start out and Ryan. I know at this moment in time, I'm like, man, Ryan's doing great. Like thinking of like a year ago, Ryan's he, life is together. He, he comes into he comes out of the uh, the pool house into the kitchen. He throws his bag and lands right on the chair, and he's like, "Yeah, have a good time." Turns on the TV, we pan down, and there's Seth, who has become a a golem and then on we, the couch. And then we get this great moment where Ryan, Dad, Seth, like Seth, you gotta get up. Can't do that. You, you can't watch movies all night, mm, Seth. You gotta have a shower, Seth. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat some food. Look, I'm making you your bagel right now. I already made you coffee. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it, Seth. You gotta go to school. It's the most dadding, like, clear dadding that <laughs> Ryan so has ever obvious. done <laughs> to Seth. But Seth just wants to wallow slash agonize in his sorrow. On whether or not Summer and Zach had sex. So this episode is, like, two days after the last episode, right? If like, it was I assume probably it's the weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. On, on, honestly, mind. honestly, I, w- I will say the good thing with the show is that like they, this is also could, this also could have been wallowing him for a while. That's true. Seth could have been wallowing for like a week. Yeah, but I feel like it's been like two days. That makes more sense. Which yeah. we're just gonna keep in mind during various scenes because I'm gonna bring this up again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the actual parents are also concerned about Seth. But yeah. they're also concerned about their own issues, which, because it's Sandy and Kirsten, they're real grown-ups about. Yeah. She has not forgiven him, but they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they, they know that it is not, like... They know it's going to take time. Yeah. Uh, so, Sandy's getting all dressed up for what we assume would be the funeral for Max. And Kirsten asks if she should come along, and Sandy says, no, that would be awkward, because it's not a funeral. <laughs> There's no service because the FBI are after her. So it's just going to be me and Rebecca hanging out. And I'm like, this is an episode full of people explaining things in the worst way. Even, yep. Even in the first scene when Ryan's trying to explain to Seth why not to freak out about, like, whether or not uh, Summer and Zach, Summer Zach had sex. He, he never says, even if you learned, what would that matter? Even though I feel like he's thinking it. Yeah. Instead, he's like, oh, but you can't know. In this one, rather than Sandy being like, you shouldn't go because... 
And because she's not going to like it. Oh, no, she would hate it so much. And that's really, I think, why he doesn't want her to go. When he's like, oh, I really don't think it's a good idea. Really? He, he was like, I, ha- like, I have to go because nothing's sadder than someone sadly dump- pure dumping, dumping ashes by, by themselves. themselves. Like, don't be wrong. Someone has to be there. And he's the only person who can be there because... <laughs> because Jeffrey D. Morgan's in jail. Max, and Max is, is dead. Max is the ashes she is dumping. So he's the only person who can go. I like to imagine he spent th- he woke up at 3 a.m. just being like, this is going to suck. This is going to suck. There's nothing I can do. This is I gonna have suck. to go. I have to go. Someone has to go. We're just going to jump off the pier after him. And like oh, they've, all, they've really already had their goodbyes from that sad beach scene. But she literally cannot dump the ashes by herself. Yeah. 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 I maybe would have been like, Kirsten, it is going to suck. You are going to hate it. It's just me and Rebecca. I need you to come. But 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 Sandy's more noble than I am. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it probably would have been best if he was. If, either if he was able to. Like, I think there probably was a moment in his mind where he was like, should I just lie to her? I know. He considers it. Yeah, he's like, I could just. I mean, he's dressing up. And he starts lying. And then yeah. he goes, oh, no. No. She's going to find out. <laughs> no, I can't Sandy, stop lying. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but we we carry right on with Kirsten. Yeah, because Kirsten has to go to work. She's like, you know what? I don't want to go to this sad, weird funeral. I need to go to work to figure out what my dad has been calling me all weekend. Yeah, because it turns out there's more uh, problems. So she arrives there at work, and Lindsay is also there yeah. at work. Because and- Caleb has also been calling her all weekend. <laughs> and Julie... Is losing her GD she's, mind. She's just shouting at him. And at first I'm like, oh man, this is like... And we thought the door was open the entire so time. people could hear it. Clearly. Caleb, when he, Caleb just looked over, sees his daughter and other daughter... And he's just like, oh, hey, come on in. <laughs> he's like, Julie, we're done with this shouting. Look, my daughters. And when we learn what Caleb wants to do and what's got, Ju- what got Julie so angry... Is that he wants to adopt Lindsay. Yeah, his magic revelation heart attack is just, like, going at full speed. Well, it's so funny. He's like, I know you think it's sudden, but it's not sudden. I've been thinking about it since my heart attack. Two days. Like, Two or three what? days ago? On Wednesday? <laughs> like, he literally had the heart attack on, like, a Wednesday. And he got out. And it's now the next Monday. Yeah, and he got out of, like... Because we know that he got out of uh, the hospital super The next quick, day. Which is why it's kind of funny whenever he's like, oh, Lindsay was here for me, Julie. You weren't. I'm like, like no, to be fair, are you in the hospital for a day? And she definitely got home as fast as she possibly could have. But, but of course, Julie can't say that because, once again, in this episode, no one knows how to explain themselves. So, um, Julie is horrified by this. Yeah. It's clearly because, well, we should already talked about It's what she told us last episode. Yeah, she wants the money. I think it's actually kind of funny that Caleb is upset about Ryan because he thinks that he wants the money. And Julie's (laughs) upset about Lindsay because he thinks that she wants the money. And Lindsay just wants a dad. Yeah. And Ryan just wants a dad. (laughs) And mom. (laughs) And and mom. So, yeah, Julie and Caleb, maybe they do belong together. Forever. Their love is true. Well, their bonding in an evil union is true. All right. Okay, so at the school. <laughs> crazy th- Seth arrives. This all happened before school. Yeah. So Crazy Seth arrives at school. And just like, you know the music video that Lonely Island does do the creep? Yeah. That is literally what he does. Um, He's a little bit too ragged. He's more of a ragged creep. Because there's, like, the John Waters pencil-thin mustache, like, back hair creep. But, like, he walks like the guys and do the creep. Oh, yeah, no. He's got he's got the creep swagger. 
<laughs> and he creeps on up to Zach. He, he, he definitely is the John Waters of Gollums. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is that the episode title? <laughs> we'll see if we say anything else funny. Oh, God. Okay. So he arrives to creep on Zach because he can't talk to Summer about whether or not they had sex. Because that's a creepy thing to do. <laughs> but Zach's his best friend. <laughs> so he just rapid fires like a zillion questions yeah. at Zach and tries to slip. And did you have sex? In the middle. <laughs> yeah. it's. And because he says it, like, I literally just said it right there. Yeah. Zach is like... Whoa! What was that crazy you just said? My favorite thing about this scene is how Zach is so aware of the situation. He's like, Seth, I know me assume that comic book. Probably not a good idea considering you're you. And then he comes up and does like, did you have sex? And Zach's like, Seth, go have a shower. Don't ask me that. Don't do this. You know this isn't good for you. Like, it's (laughs) so much like Zach Zach is just like, look, Seth, come on, man, Seth. Zach had his two episodes of being dumb, and now he's back to being our sweet, sweet, smart boy. (laughs) He did. Yeah, now he 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 took a a vacation. Yeah. He had that one random line, which they clearly thought he was Luke for a second there. (laughs) Yep. And now the real writing team has come back on and been like, what did you do to our Zach? We're fixing this. No, that's not the. That's not what Zach would say. How dare you? <laughs> how dare how you? How dare you? Speaking of how dare yous, Zach wanders off, and some other student <laughs> sits next to Seth. Some poor extra. And Seth just side eyes him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even know why you'd sit there for that's, a, that's a, that is a love seat. <laughs> he stares at him like Gollum stares at a fish he wants to eat. Yeah. Until the other student leaves. Yeah. Then I guess Seth goes home. No, I they, assume. I guess he. Yeah, because no one goes to school. No. Lindsay went to an office before. There's when do these people go to school? Eleven a.m. Kevin, remember you're allowed to call out for emotions. We talked about this before. They just they have so much time before they go to school. I don't know if it's just because I mean I I've never been a morning person, but I've never had time to do anything before well, and school. And I feel like high school starts at like eight thirty or nine o'clock, so there's not a lot of time before then. Yeah, like unless they're going and having all this fun meetings at six a.m. But it's so sunny. It's so daylight. I don't think. I think. And this is the winter. Now here's the thing. I've never been to California. Do you think the sun never goes down? It might only go down for like three hours. Do you think it's Alaska? It's like the opposite of the Arctic. <laughs> Great. Though also the Arctic In does In the summer have... also does that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone focuses on the 30 days of night, hence the vampires. But there but... also is times where it's just sun forever. Which, do you remember going up to Alaska and yeah. like staying in the tent trailer? Because yeah. I remember us being insane and being like, we can't sleep, it's daytime. Like, and it's mom... 3 a.m. It's daytime. <laughs> We will stay forever awake for the cycle of the sun. Her parents were like, why? Why are our five-year-olds shouting at us that it's daytime? Well, it's hard to teach a five-year-old about the axis of the earth. It's true. Like, all right, no, no, you don't understand. It is nighttime, but due to the angle of the earth and where we are on it, it's not, the sun's not going to set. It's going to get real low to trick you. Let's go right back up again. So you just have to pretend. I think, um... Is California one of the places where it's close enough to, like, that the line? I don't think not, so. Not the equator, but the line where, like, either days are pretty much, like, the same. Equal? Maybe. Well, I mean, I, I, assume, it, I assume it flexes. Like, I know up here in Canada. It flexes a lot. A lot. Like, it sets to, like, four. Can some Californians tell us what's up? Yeah. 
Yeah, how, I mean, California, here's the thing. California is also real big. So, like, especially, Southern California, Especially nor- north to south. Yeah. California is real big. It's bigger than some countries. So, people who live in L.A., we know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Tell us, please. Tell us. Okay, back to the show. Uh, we get the, the service with, with Max. Now, let's be clear. I'm confused about a lot of other things. So, Sandy has a meeting set up with a person from the FBI. So yep. that he can, like, figure out what's what. Yeah. And he also is focusing on the future. So what happened in the past and also what happened yesterday cannot happen again, Rebecca. Yeah. Which probably is part of the reason why he's like, I gotta go alone because I gotta talk to Rebecca about... About how she is not to kiss me. Yeah. I'm mostly confused by the fact is like, hey, you can't just burn a body. Because the reason they couldn't do the, fun- the, the funeral is because if they had a funeral for Max, the FBI would clearly be waiting to pick her up. I assume Did that he Sandy... Did the Yeah, I assume that Sandy organized the cremation. But they didn't think of, like, following that up at all? I mean, the FBI comes to his house. We, but we learned that it's actually not because of that. It's because he talked to the FBI guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there was a pretty big paper trail of Sandy, like, talking to Max on the phone and visiting Max. And Max was... His... So there's probably enough body of evidence that he was like, sad old man came to see me, wanted me to find his daughter. Then he died. So I burned him. <laughs> <laughs> I burned his body up. It's not like... Did you do it like like a, like a, like a cremator did it? No, I did it. I got a barbecue. <laughs> I burned him up on the barbecue. Turned him to ashes. my house? <laughs> turned him back down to ashes. It just, it just feels to me like the any sort of law enforcement in this show is periodically really, really effective and really, really bad. Yeah, you'd think they would be following, like, because you, I guess Rebecca is such a person of interest. Oh, no, she clearly is. Like, you'd cle- think they'd be following up with Max Bloom just in general. Yeah, no, they'd be like, well, I mean, because they, they thought he would go to her funeral, but they didn't think she, he, she would find another way to get his ashes. Yeah, and I don't know. And this is saying open on a pier. Like, and also very near the beach. Walk further down the pier, guys. You're going to dump the ashes on, like, some beach kids. It's true. I'd be kind of weirded out if I went down to the pier and just like, hey, those people are just going to be dumping some ashes. That's why we've never dumped Charlie's ashes, because we need to do it at a time when no one's around. Down at the and river. Also, we're all there, down at the river. Yeah. Because he's not, he was never allowed to swim in the river. <sighs> okay, thanks, now Sandy. Will. So, Lindsay talks to Ryan about the adoption. And Ryan just... Brings up up Jilly Cooper. Yeah, he's like, you know you're going to have to deal with her. And Lindsay loses her mind. Yeah. How dare he not support her? Like, no, I'm just letting you know, Julie Cooper's insane and she hates you. I'm just making some casual conversation. You don't want Julie Cooper as an enemy, as a person who is usually her enemy. I can feel it from here. She's over there right now, staring at you, shaking her fist. She hates you. (laughs) And I guess it's because you exist in Caleb's life. She does not like that Caleb has daughters. No. And, no, you know, she doesn't. I genuinely, in this scene, don't think Ryan was trying to talk her out of the adoption. I think he was just making casual conversation where he was like, oh, man, Julie Cooper. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you know, Caleb might be better now, Julie, but keep your eye out for Julie Cooper still. Because <laughs> keep, keep in mind, you will technically be her daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Like Lindsay at one point says, "says I'm not being adopted or like like Julie Cooper's not gonna be my mom. Like yeah, yeah, she, she is. She's gonna be your she's stepmom. Mar- she's married to, to the your ma- to your adopted father, which makes her your mom. Yeah, that's how step parents work. But <laughs> but Lindsay is not pleased with Ryan. No, no. And then we get a short scene where with, the real FBI comes with my favorite characters. It's Stone Rock and Tudor. 
<laughs> Which, oh man, some someone in the writing room came up with those names, and I bet they were super excited about it. They never get to FBI. Those are, FBI, those are awesome. Those are awesome names. The, for yeah, real good federal. She's agent like, names. I'm I'm Agent Stone Rock, and this is Tudor. I was like, the idea that they're in a uh, just like in the writing room is like, all right, we need some names for some FBI agents. And someone was like, oh, oh, I have a whole notebook. <laughs> Just tell me when you want me to stop. Stone Rock and Tudor. That's all I got. It's the best one. <laughs> and people are like, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, I guess guess we'll do that one. Yeah, those are people who solve crimes in their off time. So we get a recap of the scene later, but you just know that Kirsten brings them in and they're like, we need to ask you questions about Rebecca Blue. And Kirsten's like, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, she just poured herself like a full <laughs> bottle, of, bottle wine. of wine and she's like, I know nothing. <laughs> like okay <laughs> she genuinely in her mind she's like i mean sandy said a lot of things rebecca said a lot of things i don't actually know anything well but she knows where rebecca is but no one asks her no one is like have you seen rebecca bloom in the past week i will <laughs> she did outright lie to them like that is true um they probably said do you know where rebecca bloom is right now and the answer is no she doesn't know where she is right now <laughs> Mm, that's a fun technicality that I'm sure will hold up in federal court. She was also drunk on a bottle of wine. <laughs> that's not my fault. They watched me drink that wine. They knew I was too drunk to talk they to them. They knew I couldn't answer that they question. They knew I couldn't. Those people, Stonecock and Tudor or whatever their name is. But Mrs. Cohen, we watched, like, you slammed back that bottle <laughs> before just, they could ask any questions. We told we told you repeatedly, please stop. Also, my name's Stone Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Not stone cock. <laughs> also, I am a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what your name I is. I know what your na- name is. What are you saying? A woman can't be called stone cock. It's 2018. First of all, Miss Cooper. <laughs> no, sorry. First, first of all, Miss Cohen. It's 2005. <laughs> it is not 2018. And my last name is Stone Rock. I'm sure someone could be called stone cock, but not me. <laughs> but my name is Stone Rock. Oh, drunk Kirsten, I love you. <laughs> okay, so at the bait shop, Marissa sneaks up on Alex for fun and sassiness. And Alex has all of her friends coming to town. So she wants her friends to meet Marissa's friends. No, she wants her friends to specifically meet Summer. She, <laughs> the she rest mentioned... of Marissa's friends suck. I think that, that secretly Alex wanted Zach to also get invited. <laughs> So she's like, if we say summer should come, then Zach will come. So I just had I just had a moment watching the show where, where I'm just like, did she just mention? I had a moment, moment even where I'm like, who is she talking about? Oh, summer. Why is Alex? Has Alex ever had a prolonged talk with Summer, or is she just aware that Summer is? Summer is Marissa's best friend. Marissa has other friends. It just feels so weird for Alex to be like, and you should invite Summer. This will set up your character plot for this episode. But really, Alex is like, invite Summer so Zach will come. I love him. He's such a sweet, sweet boy. Man, he's so awesome. He punched that one guy once and felt so bad about it. (laughs) I just wanted to give him a bunch of (laughs) yoo-hoo. I'm going to give Zach so much yoo-hoo, not in a sexual way. I know that sounds super sexual. I'm not a sim. I'm not going to do that, but he is going to get Yoohoo, not that kind of Yoohoo, the drink Yoohoo. Because he likes it. Because he likes Yoohoo so much. And he's so sweet, and he's coming to my house. <laughs> he's coming to my house. Marissa is a little confused by all this. <laughs> because why wouldn't you be? Exactly. 
<laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, Kirsten hits up the stress wine. <laughs> yep. This is her second bottle. Yeah. Uh, Sandy comes home. And he's, and he's, to be fair, he's in a real hard position here. Yeah. Because effectively what, what um, uh, Kirsten said is like, she just, she told the police that. Um, Max was her husband's law school professor. And yep. that he came to visit. Yeah. And, and he asked Sandy to find Rebecca and. I don't think she ever brought. I don't think she ever brought up Rebecca at all. Oh, maybe not. I think she only mentioned like Max. And then he died. Then he died. <laughs> and Sandy was out with his ashes. <laughs> yeah, Sandy just threw those ashes all over the beach. Don't worry about it. And Sandy's like, "No, now you've withheld info. Now you're in on it." Yeah, Sandy, Sandy's watching his world. It's like, "No, dang. And he's like, "I can withhold information because lawyer-client privilege." But you just committed a crime. Then, then Kirsten's like, are you mad I committed a crime? Or are you mad because I might have told on your girlfriend? And then Sandy's like, did both? You, <laughs> did you drink a bottle of wine before you said anything? How dare you, Sandy? It is 2043. <laughs> right, first of all. It's not. <laughs> it's not. That's really far in the future. Second of all, I'm glad you drank the bottle of wine because now I have a case to protect you. <laughs> you probably won't even remember this, will you? <laughs> But his basic point is that Kurtz's like, is it this one thing or this other thing? And he's like, both? It Don't can be do both. things. It can be both things. Don't do illegal things. I, also, I will do the illegal things. Also, I'm trying really hard here, Kirsten. I already tried to tell Rebecca no. And it's just, it's it's he it's a bad position. It's a bad position. Bad position. Okay, so then Caleb is having a conversation with Julie, and this is when he throws around, well, Lindsay was here for me when you were at spas. And I'm like, Caleb, that's not true. She was on an airplane coming home, but Literally okay. could not have gone. No, he is technically correct, but she had no way of knowing he would have a heart attack. No, she didn't know that Ryan was going to punch him with his words. <laughs> yeah, no one can expect that. She came home right away. It's the one thing Julie Cooper has ever done right. Yeah, but but once again, because Julie Cooper does not know how to be... I don't think she knows how to be correct. No, she doesn't <laughs> have a leg to stand. So instead, she's just like, well, you know, we better pull out those paternity test results. Maybe we'll do another paternity test. Let's update it. <laughs> and he's just like, I haven't done it. Like, there have been a lot of like updates. Like, I haven't had a paternity test. And she's like, what? And, <laughs> and, and at that moment, like in an instant, she has that once again. The gif of the woman with all of, like, the things going around her. And she's like, oh, I know what to do now. Well, how do you know? You've been giving that woman so much money. You should really look into this. You're so smart normally. And, and I'm like, she looks, exa- <laughs> she yeah. looks exactly like Haley. Exactly. There's no doubt whose child that girl is. <laughs> looks exactly. and But then he puts enough doubt in Caleb's mind. And, it, and he has the moment where he's like, oh, well, maybe. And then she's like, don't worry. I'll deal with this. And as you know, Caleb trusts no one and nothing. Like also, like for the rest of the episode, he actually is not aware what Julie's doing because <laughs> he's having his own thing, and Julie has just gone maverick. Though when she did that turnaround, I thought it's like, is she going to mess with the paternity test or something? That's what I thought she was. Gonna I, do. I thought I thought it was going to be something a little bit more sophisticated. Spoiler alert: We'll talk about it when it comes up. It's not. It's a real Julie Cooper plot. It, it is exactly what you would expect, Julie. Uh, Julie, don't know her middle name. Julie Cooper Nichols, who likes to throw checks into vans. <laughs> it's exactly the kind of move you would, the, the kind of person who'd be like, "I want to speak to your manager." It's a, I w- it's, a, I would like to speak to your manager. Move. It really is, man. Julie Cooper, I must speaks to so many managers. <sighs> That's all she does. The first time the waitress <laughs> talks to her, she's like, 
I need your manager. I bet she, I bet she walks into stores being like, I want to speak to a manager. <laughs> I will only speak to managers. Manager! Come to me, manager. I summon you. And then, um, oh, okay. I, I had to figure out what my note was about because I just wrote, poor Summer, Rezac. So Summer and Marissa are, like, catching up from their weekends. Marissa asks how fun the two nights in the hotel were. Marissa also wants to know if Summer or Zach had sex, but in a more subtle way and also doesn't keep pushing. Yeah, and because it's her best friend, and that's the thing you want to know. Yeah. And poor Summer replies with, yeah, Lil Zach has a lot of surprises. (laughs) And Marissa, of course, does not hook on to that at all. And just moves on to things about (laughs) herself. Marissa's like, all right, we've talked about you for, like, two seconds. Let's go back. To me. Now, I'm going to try to tell you that I'm dating Alex and invite you to party at her house. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, we make a lot of fun of Marissa. Yeah. This storyline is really good. Yeah, this storyline, like, like, here's the thing. It's, it's not something that I know a whole lot about, uh, but... It's very good it and feels, very realistic. feels good. Marissa essentially is trying to come out to Summer, her best friend. And she's very scared. And, and in a way backtracks the hardest I've ever seen. She's like, hey, Summer, do you want to come to a party? And as soon as Summer's like, yeah. what? Like, oh, man, what party is it? And that point, Marissa's like, uh, um, Caleb's. Because there is another party going on. Oh, yeah, Caleb is throwing uh, I'm adopting my daughter party. party. Uh, yeah, which we learn later is a surprise party <laughs> to Caleb. everyone who arrived. I don't know. I don't know. But so he invites... So, so, Luckily, Marissa invites, uh, has another party that she can actually fall back on. And Summer's like, okay, well, that's weird, but yeah, I'll hang out with you. I love you. You're my best friend. I love you. No I love you so what. much, Marissa. No matter what happens or anything that or anything you might say to me, I love you, Marissa. You are my best friend, and I am your best friend. And then she touches her on the face. And Marissa's like, I don't know if she's my best friend. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust her. But she doesn't have to worry about that right now because Summer gets a call from Zach. And Summer has to go off and murder Seth Cohen. I love this so much because from hearing just her side of the conversation, it sounds like Zach was worried more than angry. Because he, yeah. he, he starts with being like, man, Seth looks terrible. He like he like he hasn't showered. He's all he these things. He smells funny. He asked me if we had sex in San Diego and that's all that Summer hooked on to. And she's like, we were all going for lunch. But first, which is a perfect murder, which is a perfect moment of like their two characters. Zach is worried about another human being, and Summer is furious. Summer is on her rage blackout, <laughs> which is fair. Summer. Yeah, that, that's Summer. Yeah. That's Summer we know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, this September we are starting a journey, a okay. thematic journey of drinks okay. that is entitled Aaron Bought a Variety Pack of Big Rock Beers <laughs> from the liquor store. It's a, we'll, we'll work on that title more, but I like it. <laughs> so, uh, I will... What is the first thing on this Aaron Bought a Variety Pack of Beers Well, from Big Rock? This is a classic. Anyone will know it. Anyone well, from Alberta. Yeah, Big Rock is a local brewing company. But they do, um, you can find Big Rock Brewery beers in Ontario, because I bought this beer when I was there going to Queens, like 10 years ago. I mean, the brewery's local. Oh, yeah. They they get their stuff out there. The brewery is an Airdrie by the Big Rock. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's called Big Rock. Yeah. Um, This is Grasshopper. Grasshopper is one of their classic brews. It's a 
Chris L. Weizen. They've been brewing since 1985. Wow. They've been brewing for longer than I've been alive. What? So, yeah. 1995. 1985. There you go. I said 85. <laughs> I thought you said 95. And I'm nope. like, Aaron, <laughs> I know you I know you think you're 27 sometimes. <laughs> but that's also not 27. It's also not 27. So this is a Crystal Weizen. It is the gold standard for Crystal Weizen's. I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong. It sounds like a very, very German word, so I'm sure you are. It was a game changer for craft beer when it first arrived on the scene in 1994. Craft beer wasn't even a thing in 94. No, that was at that point, that was just beer. That was just beer. People haven't heard of. So um, the tasting notes are not interesting. (laughs) Okay. They do not think this beer is a person or a grasshopper. That's good. It's good they don't think it's a grasshopper. This beer is light. It has... Low to medium malt, and it has a 16 IBU, which means it is not hoppy and disgusting. <laughs> I love low IBU beers. I know other people like IPAs. I like when beers have stats on the side like magic cards. <laughs> this, um, this beer has a is a 2-2 two, two, uh, flying a <laughs> lifelink. That means when it hits an enemy, it heals itself for the same amount it did damage. Well, as you can see, this one has very light stats. Yeah. You probably. know, not a hard hitter. Yeah, pro- probably like a 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I mean, it fights like a Pikachu fights. <laughs> yeah. And that it sheds its own name. <laughs> and it's yellow. Grasshopper. 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 Would you like some grasshopper? Nah. I'm going to drink it now. Nah, we gave, we gave it life like we give other things. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did not give itself life. We, well, we gave bestowed it life. that upon it. I will take a picture of all of the cans, and then at the end of the month, I will post a picture of all of them. Also, when I bought this variety pack, mom mentioned to the girl that I thought I might be allergic to beer. And the girl was very concerned about it. She gave me a sample and then watched me for a while. And then she was like, I mean, I hope for your sake you're not allergic to beer, but you need to drink this beer around other people so that if you have an allergic reaction, they can take you to a place that will give you medicine. I mean, Erin, I mean, like, to be fair, that's like going to a chocolatier and being like, she might be allergic to chocolate, but let's give it a try. <laughs> like, I know. I was like, "Mom, like, <laughs> don't say that." Like, it's not like girls' fault for being for being like cautious. It's mom's fault for just being like, you know, she thinks she thinks she might be allergic, and then be like, "Now give her some." Like, <laughs> <laughs> the girl and I determined that we think what I was allergic to was a cleaning product because I went to a craft brewery, yeah, a local one, and she yeah. thought it was a cleaning product that was used on their glasses. Yeah, because when you're allergic to things, they can hang around forever. Yeah, and she was like, and a lot of those places use, like, weird organic products. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Maybe allergic to hemp or something. Exactly. But, uh, we'll see. I might be dead at the end or, of this Or maybe series. they cleaned it with avocado. Oh, avocado. No, you're not allergic to avocado. You just eat too much avocado, right? No, I eat a little bit of avocado and there's too much fat in it. And it makes me feel sick. Okay, so yeah, so you do get sick from avocado. Yes. Like maybe maybe they cleaned it with avocado. Maybe they cleaned it with avocado. So Sandy heads off to meet his FBI guy, and who his, is just an FBI guy. And the FBI guy has no hilarious name, and he's filled with bad news and tough love. <laughs> yeah, no, his name isn't Stone Rock or Tudor or... Stonecock. Stonecock or Cocker or Cooter Co- was the one Cooter. I was going for. Stonecock and Cooter. Well, now his name is Cooter, and Cooter <laughs> reveals that because Rebecca's key let them into the building that they blew up. No, no, that's what he says. But really what it comes down to is she helped plan what became a murder. 
Like, like her co- fingerprints are all over it. Like, of course, it's, I don't know. Yeah, of course she's still going to do something. Yeah, he's like, you can't get her off. Yeah. Also, she ran away from you for 20 years, <laughs> and now you have a family, and you probably shouldn't sacrifice your family because you don't actually know her. Yeah. It's been 20 years, Sandy. Yeah. And Sandy's like, <laughs> but I do. My soul. Well, then Sandy's like, screw you, guy. I also don't know very well. You're my friend, this FBI- but you don't know my heart. <laughs> the FBI guy is like, man, super on the ball. I got want him just to go up to people and be like, Julie, see, what you're really worried about is being alone. And so you fill your life with material goods, hoping that they will somehow feel the hole in yourself. But all you want is for your daughter to love you. But she can't until you learn how to accept her as she is. Anyway, I gotta go back to the FBI. I'm Cooter. I'm Cooter. Please don't ever call me that. You call me Coot? You call me Coot? It's good. No, That's what Sandy Cohen calls me. You know him, right? You like him. Yeah, he's the only one who calls me that. Everyone else just calls me Cooter. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, I gotta be on my way. Speaking of Julie Cooper, she goes to Renee Wheeler's house (laughs) and Gives her a paternity test. Well. <laughs> or papers or something. I don't know. Well, no. He doesn't give, no, she doesn't give her anything. Why do you think she gave her, I like. I thought she gave her, like, an envelope of papers. No, she just arrived. Uh, no, I think she just arrived at the door and was like, <laughs> hey, that up. just so you know, uh, there's going to be the party. Also, Caleb might be doing a paternity test. So it might be in your best interest to not have your daughter get adopted. Because after giving all those money for all those years, she uses the word, that would be fraud. And I'm like, mm, no, the, no, 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 because there's no way that uh, Caleb, like Caleb could try to test it. Like, but um, there's no way that Renee could have known that Lindsay wasn't his. Well, and also, I mean, the entire point of him paying her under the table was for the money to look like it was just money being given to her. Exactly. So Caleb could try to sue her for for fraud, but I bet any like decent lawyer could be like, "There's no, record there's no of proof. What she was he was the just money for. he was just giving her money. Yep. And there's nothing there's nothing legal about just giving someone money. Now another lawyer could try to, but the the, the point the point is that it the was point a, is Julie's the worst, and yeah. also Renee is stricken. Yeah, well, we'll come back to this. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Renee is a little bit. It, essentially, what Julie's doing is going around and just putting doubt in people's yeah, just heads. Putting, and you know what? Everyone's sure she looks just like Haley. Yeah, but but all Julie has to do is put a little bit of doubt and make you know like nervous. Oh, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's yeah. something else. Oh no! Oh no! So, um, back at. The Cohen house. Summer storms in. She attacks Seth for his creepiness. With with the pillow. But then she realizes how sad he is. Oh, he's spiraling harder than he's ever spiraled. And she gets such empathy. And she goes, well, for the people who live in your house, I want you to shower. So just know, Zach and I didn't have sex. Goodbye. And I've used this word before. uh, But I I don't think there's any moment other than now to describe the way that Seth feels once he hears that news. He is ecstatic. It's true. He lies back and stretches out. And he's like, yeah. Now, to be clear, that's because he learned they did not have sex. If he learned that they did, he would somehow spiral harder. I'm he sure of it. would think he couldn't, he... but somehow he would have a sailboat again. <laughs> it would disappear. And then he would live with Jimmy Cooper in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Wherever. 
yeah, wherever Jimmy Cooper is. Yeah. He'd find him and be like, Jimmy, we're both boy, we're both bo- boys now. I am with you. I don't want to be on that show anymore. It's you and me, Jimmy Cooper. Maybe we can make friends with that island man. You know, the one who becomes the arrow. <laughs> he can teach us how to salmon ladder. <laughs> I'm really interested in learning how to salmon ladder. I think I could be stronger. <laughs> I would love if Seth came, went away, came back, and was just ripped. And with so many meaningful tattoos. And all, and all he does is salmon ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, have you guys seen Seth? He's probably salmon laddering in the back right now. This is good for no, for nothing. It just makes me look strong. I want a scene in Arrow where Arrow has to salmon ladder to save himself. And be like, hey, Arrow, the only thing you can do here is take that bar and climb those ridges. Can't use your feet, though. All my training has come up to this moment. I've been doing this for so long. I knew there'd be a reason. <laughs> well, we're really wallowing in the first third of this episode. Hell. Um, so, Kirsten is done with this. Yeah. She's going to be the hero her family needs by going to see Rebecca and just being like, Rebecca, do you love Sandy? Everybody's like, oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Cool. So I want you to think about why you're doing what you're doing. Is it to make your life better, or is it because you love Sandy? It's probably. I kind of want to get Rebecca to come back with like, I mean, could be both. Could be both those things. But it's not both. It's real. It's it feels real weird to me to tie this up in like such a like real situation. Also, Rebecca doesn't actually love Sandy. No. She loves the idea of who he was when he was 22 I, and how he can save her. Yeah, I actually think she does just want to be saved. I think she thinks she loves Sandy because he's the only... Like, she was definitely willing to come in, see Max, see Sandy, and head off again. It wasn't until, till I think, Max actually came with the idea like, Oh, but maybe Sandy could, like, help you with herself. But, At that point, she's like, yes, maybe I do love Sandy again. And she's not... In the right place to recognize that Sandy can't save her. A different lawyer needs to save her. I don't think anyone, to be fair, no lawyer can save her. No, but. No. It's, it's, it, yeah. So, Renee then comes, people are visiting people. Yeah, people go to people's houses. Renee, well, Renee go- comes to visit Ryan and is like, hey, and what- I can't be a grown up. Could you be a grown up and tell well, Lindsay not to get adopted? Once again, my favorite thing, my favorite thing with the scene is that it's a, it's a confluence of events that should never have happened. Somehow, Renee comes to the door and Ryan answers the front door. Which he doesn't live in the house. Like, that conflict of events should never occur. And she asks if Sandy's does. there and she asks if Kristen's there. And Ryan's like, oh, no, do you want me to tell them that you came by? And she's like, like no. No, I need to talk to an adult, so I'll talk to you. Please be an adult. Tell my daughter not to get adopted. No, no. to be fair to Renee, she does mention that she's already talked to her and... Which is weird because the last thing we saw them in was them actually doing like a kind of like a fun like, oh man, Julie Cooper's creepy. Yeah. But apparently they've been like having like blowout fights. So I wish we had seen that. Yeah. Because right now it just seems like Renee is too lazy to be a mom. <laughs> just like Jimmy Cooper was too lazy to be a dad. And she would like Ryan to be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To his uh, girlfriend. <laughs> to his girlfriend. He's already, he's already a dad to his best friend. <sighs> Great. Yes. But she, she's like, she can't take that test because she just doesn't know. Yeah. Because she... Shockingly, 16 years ago, she had sex with more than one man. Yeah. 
But it's definitely Caleb's. But she's worried. Now yeah. the seeds of doubt are there. Yeah. she. I, I imagine she probably, like, hooked up with one guy while she was having yeah. her. Yeah. Because she had because, her on, did she, no, she had a one-time affair with Caleb. Well, I think it was not one night, but it was, like, a short-term affair. Okay, yeah. And she was probably like, I can't sleep with a married man. Maybe I like this guy instead. And I was yeah. like, no, Caleb. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Uh, so anyway. speaking of Caleb, we Caleb called on his good old friend Sandy to be like, "I'm worried. I think I should take a DNA test." And <laughs> Sandy's like, "Ugh, I have yeah, my okay. own problem to deal with." Caleb, let me lay it down. Legally, paternity test is probably a good idea. However, if you don't want to be a garbage human being, don't get it. See ya. <laughs> and Sandy's out of that plot line. And Caleb's like, "But I am a garbage human being." Oh no. Uh, I don't know how to describe the scene, but Marissa arrives early to Alex's party where we learn that it is a lesbian party. And the lesbians have shown up early. All of, all of Alex is, okay, look, no, I know, I understand obviously lesbians hang out with each other. <laughs> no, Why? but somehow Alex had a lot of guy friends before, but her only friends who have come are female couples. It really makes it feel like Alex was like, <laughs> like, oh man, all my all my gay friends are coming. I should invite. I, should, I want Marissa to meet all my gay friends. So I'll just. That's why only Summer could come. <laughs> it does feel. It does. It almost feels like she wanted to set Summer up with someone, doesn't it? A little bit. Like when she first asked, you should. Like here's the thing. Whenever I hear you should ask one specific person to come, I always think it's because they have motives for that person. But I actually think it's because she was like, oh no, Ryan and Seth can't come. <laughs> Ryan will be cool, but Seth will wreck everything. <laughs> well, I mean, all, of course, Seth can't come. Yeah. They're 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 close. They're good. They're not that good. And Seth would wreck everything. Seth would wreck everything. Anyway, Marissa is introduced to the friends, and I genuinely think watching this that the friends were not excited enough to meet marissa yeah and that made her lose her mind <laughs> yeah Mar- marissa once again like she's talking with summer backtracks so hard she goes from like she's going 60 she just slams it in reverse she's like oh no i can't i can't be here right now i also can't be here later i gotta go caleb's having a party and she doesn't explain it once again not explaining things well she could have said oh no it's an adoption party for my new sister in which case Alex would be like, oh shit, yeah, you gotta but, be there. But instead she's like, oh, I got a Caleb's party and my mom's gonna be there. And Alex is like, but you hate your parents. It's and, literally the only thing we've bonded over. And Marissa's like, oh, I mean, I just have to put in some FaceTime so I can come see you later. I will come back later. Yeah. And Alex is like, sure. If you're freaked out about coming out, I understand. But because we're a couple, you need to talk to me about your emotions. Yeah. And Marissa's just like, no, my mom, Bye. <laughs> Yeah, once again, Marissa could have gone out of the whole thing by just being like, hey, and also, Marissa, you're getting a sister. Yeah, it's actually a big deal. Like, you are one of the few people who know, apparently, the secret party. Marissa's, Marissa sucks. Oh, man, she might not know it's a secret adoption party. They may not have told her. Because <laughs> we, well, it, the reason I was thinking, I wrote down that note in this scene is because we don't learn until later that it's a secret adoption party. And she doesn't go down, so she might not know the secret. <laughs> she might actually know it's a... So she's like, yeah. She doesn't know she's getting a sister. Right, fair. Rewind all that I just said. Sorry, Marissa, you're just real scared. Uh, we got a scene between Seth and Zach, where Seth, where Seth is just, you know, filling his belly full. He took a shower, he's eating food. And Zach opens up. Because Zach also feels bad about the weirdness before. Yeah, once again, opens up while still being aware. He's just like, look, man, I just... I was so super into no sex before marriage. But now I realized I just need the perfect moment. And you made me realize <laughs> that the perfect moment will be next week when me and Summer are in Tuscany. And I'm telling you this now. 
because you're going to freak out. So now you can plan your freak out. And also, I don't have to witness it. Do you want to punch me in the face? You can punch me in the face. Like, Zach, you are way too accommodating for this crazy, crazy man. But he's real good. Yeah. And uh, Seth begins to spiral. Poor Seth. Again. He had so much food. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Lindsay. And poor Ryan. Ryan tries to do what Renee told him to. Ryan makes a mistake. He should have brought her to the sad beach. Instead, he brought her to the crime pier. And that was the wrong choice. Because the pier is where you go to talk about crime happening. Because that's where uh, that's where Max and him had their talk. It's where him and Caleb have all their talks. It's, it's where true. him and Rebecca meet all the time. If you're going to break someone's sad news, go to the sad beach. But Ryan just thought he should go there because he's like, that's where Sandy takes people. That's what grown-ups do. <laughs> he doesn't realize that that's where crime happens. So he tries to... <laughs> Which you think he would. <laughs> you think he would. He's usually pretty astute. He's, also, he's a superhero. He's, well, I think he specifically does not want to fight crime on the pier. Mm. He's like, oh, man, if that, if I fall in that water, my suit's going to get all tight. Real waterlogged. Yeah, it's not good. So Lindsay obviously does not take this well. And Ryan knew she wouldn't, but he had hope. Also, apparently Lindsay turned 17 at some point. Yeah, whatever. Thanks, show. <laughs> sure. I would we, like to see their birthday. Yeah, we definitely should have given her a birthday. Anyway. He, Ryan needs to stop taking secrets about Lindsay on his shoulders. Yeah, he just need. Oh, Ryan, I know he likes Lindsay. Ryan needs to not date Lindsay. She's <laughs> too much for him. And it's not even her fault. It's, it's just, everyone else. It's, it's just like everyone expects, like, hey, Ryan, you're dating Lindsay, which means you're responsible for everything. Not even, like, emotionally her. Everything. And her life is fraught. She's got, hey, she's got, like, some SATs coming up. You're going to make sure that she studies for those, yeah? You're, you're going to be her tutor, right? Uh, okay, sure. I guess I can do that. Make some flashcards, but run them by me, Caleb, first. <laughs> Everything is, as she's leaving, Lindsay shoots back at him. Like, her, her one-liner leaving line is, I need people there, like, when she's talking with the party, mm-hmm. I need people there who will support me. And I'm like, and Marissa, I guess, yeah. will also be there. <laughs> and also, no one's there to support you. It's no. a secret adoption party. Because they don't know what it's for. Fast forward to the party, where some random... <laughs> was trying to figure out, I'm like, is that Rebecca? I know. <laughs> and she's not the lady we used to always see last season. No, there's just a, now another random woman got some lines. She asks what the mystery of the party is, and that's when we find out it's a secret adoption party. I'm like, okay, so wait, in the OC, you can just tell people, hey, there's a party. You don't have to know what it's about. I'm like, this is how you get murder, like, murder parties. Yeah. Like, if if Caleb came out and said, I poisoned all your drinks to find to find the antidote, you must solve these riddles. People would be like, ooh. <laughs> People would be like, we should start asking about what the party's about before we go to it. Because this is like the third murder party I've been to. I'm getting tired. The clues are always the same. It's pretty <laughs> boring. Also, being poisoned repeatedly is not good for my <laughs> for system. It's real. It's real bad. So, while the party's happening, we find out Sandy isn't there yet because he's going to come with the boys. But first, he has to go see Rebecca, gotta, I guess. He's got to bring some Chinese food to her. I don't think she thinks she can... Here's the thing. She probably can't leave to get food and can't order food because the delivery person would see her. Why can't she just have a disguise? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he brings her Chinese food, but she skipped town. Yeah, leaves yep. a note. She succeeded in what she was trying to do last time. Yep. This this time she was smart and she didn't try Tall. to leave. She didn't try to leave a voice message. Instead, she's like, you know what? He's gonna be here. I'll just I'll leave just a note. Go. It's fine. Well, she wanted she wanted the voice, but then she's like, oh, no, man, I'm gonna call him up and he's gonna be there. 
So meanwhile, also meanwhile, Seth is filled with sorrow and we know he's spiraling, but now we find out specifically it's because he thought that Summer turned Zack down. Yeah. Because she loves him. Yeah. But it's not. And Ryan's like, yeah, you knew it wasn't, Seth. Yeah, come on. No, Seth, buddy, you're so dumb. (laughs) Trust your emotions. You You should go to this stupid surprise adoption party with me. Please. Please. It's gonna suck so much. Um, speaking of this secret adoption surprise party, Marissa's hiding from it because she doesn't know she's getting a new sister. Literally, she's reading a punk rock history book, clearly, because she's like, Alex is punk rock. So do you know what I'll do? <laughs> I'll read a, an a, a account on the history of punk rock. I'll learn about her. Yeah, that's that'll, that'll be great. So Summer shows up. Summer tells Marissa that she didn't have sex with the sack. And now she has to go to Tuscany. And she was like, I thought. But now, but now Zach want, is fine with having sex. And Summer has realized, oh, no, I don't like him as much as I thought I did. Because Zach, Seth's voice was in my head. Stupid Seth. And I'm like, oh, man. So, like, Zach wants to have sex, but Summer doesn't. And this is all because of Seth. Just and existing. Summer is basically just like, you know, I just have to be true about who I am. I just have to be brave and strong. And Marissa's like, oh! I need to I need to trust Zach. Like I would trust the best friend with like a secret and anything I could tell them about who I am as a person. Anyways, Marissa, were you gonna say something? And Marissa's like, oh, I do need to be strong and brave and like Zach. <laughs> Summer. I'm dating Alex. Yeah. And Summer's like, oh. Oh. And goes through like a journey of emotions in like 30 seconds. Like Summer does. And then she's like, do you like me? There we go. (laughs) And Marissa's like, no. And Summer's like, I'm joking. (laughs) And then Marissa's like, do you like me? And Summer's like, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're my friend. Yeah. So once again, without really having confidence, this feels like a good and. Well, especially considering how what Summer says, asks Marissa at one point is like, so are you? And Marissa goes, I don't know. And Summer's like, okay. And with, like, let's be clear. When you ask a 16-year-old, are, are you, you blank anything? Their 16-year-old never knows. Always be, you, could be, you could ask them like, hey, uh, are you ready for dinner? I don't know. 16-year-olds don't know. Yeah. And it's fine if you and don't it's know. It's fine. And Summer shows that because Summer's the best best friend. Yeah. Um, so Renee Wheeler shows up at the party because she wants to tell Lindsay about the paternity test situation. Also, what vehicle is Ryan driving? I don't know. There is that car that he and Seth share. I guess. And Sandy must have called at some point and said, I can't drive you to the party. But he drove, but Sandy drove too. Sandy does drive to the Kirsten party. Because Kirsten was there. Yeah. Sandy I don't drove. Know. Uh, I don't know. Sandy and Kirsten have their own cars and there's that big car that Ryan and Seth yeah. share. I don't know. I assume Lindsay's mom also just ran all the way here because she just comes running up out of out of like the bushes. <laughs> and she's like, Ryan, there's no way Lindsay will talk to me. Go get her. So like, let's be clear. She was just standing around waiting for Ryan, right? Yes. She's like, I can't go in there and talk to my daughter. That means I don't have to mother. But Ryan will mother. Ryan will mother for me. So Ryan agrees to go fetch Lindsay and she will not listen or come. Which, mean, of course, means he has to break the news and take the blame like he always has to do. And it doesn't go well. Because of course it doesn't. Because this is not Ryan's job. Ryan does not have to tell that <laughs> Ryan girl. wants to be an architect. <laughs> Ryan is a sweet 16-year-old. Even though he acts like a dad, he's not a dad. The reason he can dad Seth because Seth's actually really easy to dad. All you have to be is slightly more put together than Seth is. <laughs> and give him a bagel. Which a toddler is. <laughs> 
A four-year-old could dad Seth by being like, hey, Seth, you should have a bagel. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Summer and Zach had sex. And the four-year-old's like, I don't know what that is. You should have a bagel, though. Look, I have orange juice. I can open the fridge all by myself. <laughs> Do you want orange juice, Seth? I'm just really worried about my relationships. Nah, you need a you need orange juice and a bagel. You want to watch Hellboy? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Nah, the 14-year-old. Or, sorry, the four-year-old. Four-year-old. It's not Ryan's job. Mm. Ryan should not have to tell his girlfriend that his mom, <laughs> that her mom isn't sure if her dad is her dad. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and we've watched Riverdale. <laughs> That is an insane thing to expect. That is too much to ask Ryan to do. You gotta. You gotta uh, all right, Ryan. Can you imagine if you approach him like that? All right, Ryan, you gotta tell your girlfriend that me, her mother, does not know if her father's her father. Her formerly estranged father, who she just met, who's going to adopt her. Might not actually be her dad, and so she should not get adopted. Don't tell her that. And Ryan's like, I'm still going through puberty. Why do I have to do this? I can't do this. Uh, we we get a, uh, a short scene. Yeah, a fight between uh, Sandy and Kirsten. I say fight. It's a de- heated discussion. Sandy is very mad at Kirsten for telling Rebecca to leave. And Kirsten's like, I mean, I just told her to, like, look at her life, look at her choices. <laughs> I mean, Kirsten really wanted her to leave. But all she did was say, hey, Rebecca, look at your life, look at your choices. And Rebecca was like, mm, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, Sandy's obviously upset. He Kurt, leaves. Yeah. This when I said like earlier that there's a one good storyline, one weird storyline. This is a good, well written storyline. Yep. Because they both have, they both are. They're both right. Yeah. They're both. They're both doing. This. It, this is. This is amazing. They're both doing the right thing. Yeah. Is just. They're different. They people. have different goals right now. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. That's why we don't have anything funny to say about it. In the bad storyline, Lindsay... Weird storyline, not bad. Lindsay walks into, I guess, the bar. Caleb, the house. Caleb's bar office. And he's pouring himself a scotch. It's where his pool table is, I think. And he's like, aha, Lindsay, I've been looking for you for so long. He clearly hasn't. And he's and Lindsay's like, Dad, let's go tell the surprise. And he's like, mm, I've been thinking. Maybe there shouldn't be an adoption. Watching, watching, what? Watching Lindsay... Like actually fall apart in this scene is at, like actually really really good. Like the actress does a great job. Yeah, because she comes in and she's like, "We, we should tell." Like essentially at this point, she's trying to like, like hold on to it. Yeah, it's like we we should we should you know we should do it right now. We should tell them right now. And uh, Caleb's like, Ugh, "I've <laughs> earlier Caleb was looking for Sandy, so clearly <laughs> he's like, I need help. I need help. I don't know how to do this. And no one helped him, so he did the wrong thing. Which is that he's like, oh, let's." Maybe, maybe we shouldn't off. have this because... I'm a businessman. I have to cover all avenues. And I'm like, Lindsay looks exactly like Haley. <laughs> the avenues are covered. And then poor sweet Lindsay says, what did I do? Yeah. And your heart breaks. Yeah. And Lindsay, you should have listened to Ryan all along. Caleb is the craziest man. He he believes everyone's... He's he's essentially an eviler Scrooge McDuck. Oh, God. But but my favorite thing is that she leaves. She runs out. She, she's sad. Clearly, yep, she she's, goes to drive home because she's like, I, I like, I don't honestly care because I, I know a, a dad wouldn't do this. Yeah. So she, she runs out, um, and Julie has been standing right around the corner and is like, like, mm-hmm. like Lindsay comes out and Julie just does a one eighty spin. Like, what happened? Oh my goodness! I was oh, not listening no. at the door. Oh, oh don't worry. Oh my I'll, daughter. I'll deal with this. I really hoped she was going to do the DJ thing where she runs after Lindsay and then just <laughs> yes. insults. 
assaults her at the car door. And throws money into the car. But no, she's going to deal with the problem. And Ryan's going to try to run after Lindsay. Poor Ryan tries so hard to chase that car. But, but Ryan, you're not the Flash. You're not the Flash. Only Barry Allen's the Flash. You're the OC. You know, Barry Allen, the Flash. Your friend. Your friend, Barry Allen, the Flash. The Flash. Who is Barry Allen. Who is Barry, Barry Allen, yeah. superhero, the Flash. Yeah, as he tells everyone. Uh, so, so what Julie, Julie does to cover it is announce her stupid magazine. And my my thing is like, so this scene makes it seem like, you know. Um, that was her plot all along. And I'm like, no, Julie, you're not conniving. You're just lucky. Like, what if her mom was like, oh, no, no, it's definitely him. He's the only person I slept with at that time. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> you can't it, play seeds of doubt where there's absolutely no doubt. This This is the, like, Cheryl Blossom style of, like, I'll just do stuff. And if it works out for me, I'll claim I did it on purpose. It's true. And the thing is. I have to assume – it's been a long time since I watched this, so I don't know what yeah. happens. I have to assume that Lindsay eventually does the paternity test to, like, prove a point. Yeah, or something. And the point is it's her dad. Um, Stupid garbage, Caleb. We do learn another thing here. So so she clearly has something to do with the Newport Group still. She says, the Newport Group, under my direction, is going to release a lifestyle magazine, which apparently is going to be entirely written and planned out by her. And her staff, which it is, is her. her. So – so this magazine's gonna suck. So Caleb is just throwing funds at Julie, hoping she'll be happy, I guess. <laughs> I thought these were builders. Yeah. Why is a building company releasing a lifestyle magazine run by one? I don't want to read a magazine where you're just like, here's this one. This one even Oprah magazine has other people working at it. Yeah. It's not it just Oprah. And there's no way Julie can write a cohesive sentence. <laughs> Come I on. Think, I think this was pretty. It was real pretty. I liked it. Because it looked pretty on my wall. I went <laughs> I went to Italy, and I got a massage, and that was fun. You guys should go to Italy. Just anywhere. Just go to Italy, get a massage. <laughs> no further details. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a photo of her just looking off into the sunset. In Italy. Yeah. And she captions it, Julie Cooper, in Italy. Uh, Marissa returns to Alex. And it turns out Alex was sad and canceled her party. Well, I think she was sad and her friends left. <laughs> Which, I mean, let, let's be clear. That, that, that that's sounds accurate. bad. It does. If, if, it's like, if, you know, if you go to a friend's house and they're like, yeah, have a party, and they clearly are bad, you're like, like, not feeling great. Like, do you want us to just leave? Like, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. The friends no. went out rather than staying Make her in. feel worse. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh but Marissa, man, takes Alex on a roller coaster ride. Marissa tells her about how she was scared, and she was scared. Yeah. But then she told Summer, and well, now she's not scared. What I mean by a ride is she's like, well, Alex, I was scared, and then I realized that I couldn't tell Summer. And if I couldn't tell my best friend, then maybe it wasn't a real thing. And then Alex is like, so you're going to break up with me? He's like, no, nah, then I told her. <laughs> you, you believed me. Hey, where did your friends go? <laughs> it's just like... It is sweet, but it's also such a sociopathic Marissa thing to do. That is exactly like, how Marissa would deliver any news. <laughs> to be like, I will break you apart. It's like, Alex, I have good news and bad news. I'm going to tell you the bad news first. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you there's good news after the bad news. I'm just going to tell you the bad news. This is how I tell a story. I learned that in creative writing class. <laughs> My mom is putting out a magazine, and I'm going to ghostwrite all of the articles. Because <laughs> yeah. I know creative writing. And my mom uh, gets drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> She'll think she wrote it. She'll think she wrote it. 
oh my god this would be such a good subplot marissa like writing articles and just like slipping them under julie's head i would only accept this if the articles were still bad (laughs) (laughs) like i still want them to be like 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 you know like a 16 year old like imagine if you gave a 16 year old a lifestyle magazine and they're like really filled with like overwrought prose yeah yeah like i want to like julie be like or revealing that you know marissa is the oh not figaro um uh what's the one the long nose um Cyrano. Cyrano. Um, Marissa says Cyrano, but it's still bad. She writes an entire article about seeing a daisy on the windsill, windowsill <laughs> and how she is the daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut back to the boys and they watch Hellboy. But first, Summer is watching the valley. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I skipped over that. And it's definitely the valley because <laughs> there's this awesome line where the person on the TV is like, our relation or a relationship should be like geese. They go north in the winter. And Summer's like, so true. <laughs> but then Seth arrives for some reason. And well, he tries to end things for like. Yeah, he's like, I'm over you. <laughs> which is like, which I kind of want Summer to reply with. Yeah, I, this is like the 15th time I've heard this. I would like you to have fun having sex in Tuscany. <laughs> for I am over you. Yeah. But now Summer's confused, and Seth lingers at the door. I thought he was going to collapse right there, honestly. <laughs> but he makes it home. He makes it home in time to watch Hellboy. Well, him, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they just own it on Oh, DVD. yeah, on TV. He and Ryan are watching Hellboy. And they they, they, they they describe the plot of it in a way that, like, really resonates with the episode, which is that, because they, they're explaining to Sandy, yeah. and they say that uh, Hellboy is someone who tries to do good, but just destroys everything. And I'm it's- like... Yeah. yeah. And then Sandy's like, I got to watch this movie. Yeah. And they sit down and are not hungry enough to eat the Chinese food because they're too filled with sorrow. No. No. And that's the Also, episode. I'm sure that's cold. Isn't the Chinese food you try to bring Rebecca? Yeah, but cold Chinese food's pretty good. All right, fair. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic went out with the tides like Max Bloom's ashes, only to be replaced with seafoam, a.k.a. drama? I did. And it was when Marissa decided to deliver the good news and the bad <laughs> news, but not to share that there was good news. <laughs> yeah, to decide, I'm going to take Alex on a journey of Pain and glory. It was a needlessly dramatic scene. It, it is. I can't imagine anybody like telling, you know, the person that they have feelings for that news in that way. Well, and the thing is, the storyline was actually like I know the stakes weren't up in the stratosphere. Well, they were the perfect stakes. They were the for... perfect stakes. It was a sweet storyline. It was yeah. a realistic struggle. Yeah. So we didn't actually need. The dumb heightened drama scene at the end. We already knew what happened. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did. My CW moment is the fact that Ryan just decided randomly to bring up Julie. Like, when he's talking <laughs> to Lindsay. It's like, I mean, we know that the OC has drama sensing powers. It's, it's like when Lindsay was like, was like I'm going to get adopted by Caleb. Ryan was like, I know what's going to happen here. You got to watch out for Julie Cooper. She's going to do something. I, She's I don't know. Do it. I don't know what it is. She's going to do something dumb and it's going to suck and it's going to ruin everything. Like there's no reason for him to be like, to be like, also Julie Cooper sucks. But he knows in his heart of hearts, in his soul of souls. Because even if like, even if Lindsay wasn't being adopted by Caleb, yeah, Julie Cooper sucks. Just you being around. 
Ryan's just worried anytime anyone's near Julie Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I guess she just she just got back into town for a few days. Like, oh man, it was so good when she wasn't here, Lindsay. But you don't understand; she's bad, and you don't know her. You just don't know. You just found out who your dad was like two months ago. You don't know Julie Cooper the way that I know Julie Cooper. <laughs> but that's the uh, that's the episode. I said one weird storyline, one good storyline. I mean the 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 C storyline, the Marissa and Alex one was good too. Yeah, that was also good. Um, just the, the adoption one. The adoption one just got weird. It got weird. It. I mean, of course, Julie is just Julie, just the worst, just the absolute. It's, but, I always it's always interesting in these dra- in these drama shows when they when they have a character who's so villainous that like you almost wonder like how are they still and they have Caleb there to effectively like keep her like she oh if she did not marry Caleb there's no reason why she should be in any of their lives why she would be allowed to interact with them it's true yeah Marissa would be living with Jimmy Cooper but like, like you think of even other teen dramas, if they have a villainous character, usually it's another teen, so they have to at least go to school with them. Mm-hmm. They can't get away from them. But yeah, Julie... but Julie, Julie Cooper's an adult <laughs> who's being villainous at kids. <laughs> like it's so hilarious that the, the main, like, yeah, Riverdale's main villain is a serial killer, which is pretty hardcore. But this one is just an adult who's a jerk to children. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh man, oh, oh Julie man. Cooper. Well, hey, if you want to talk to us about Julie Cooper or any other uh, characters on this show, it's been a long time since anyone's called Marissa Coop. Yeah, I miss it. I miss when Marissa was friends with the rest of the characters. <laughs> yeah, I miss when Marissa was in storylines with other people. Because yeah, Marissa being by herself is not great. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like she's part of the main four. No. <laughs> kind of feels like... I mean, you've heard this... Lately, we've got... It's been very, very, like, adult-heavy storylines... But still. Still. <laughs> she's got her own stuff going on, just over off to the side. Summer, sometimes Summer makes the transition, but there's always none of them have really a... Because, like, yeah, Ryan's friends with her, but like, obviously he can't, like... Hang out it's with weird. her. It's weird. It's weird with them. she's burned a lot of bridges with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly Summer's the only one who would really hang out. Like, that's... Once again, I say this over and over. That's why they need to have Seth have some sort of previous, like friendship with her so that mm-hmm. her only connection will not be Summer because Summer also doesn't have a strong connection to Ryan Seth mostly but like it's they're essentially the four of them are tied together through a really tenuous string yeah well I mean Marissa has a huge connection to the Coens but all of her students are like oh, I don't care I don't care about my family I don't have to be with my family yeah no she should be at the Coens house all the time no yeah <laughs> like they gave Marissa the perfect reason to always be around and, and she's not. She's not doing it. And also, remember when she moved into the Cohen's house? It fe- I mean, that was just, yeah, that was just when she arrived that one time. Yeah. And then that didn't go anywhere. It almost feels like the character itself is rebelling from them. <laughs> the writers are like, we did all this stuff. And she's like, no, I just want to hang out with Alex. <laughs> Write me a storyline where I get to hang out with Alex. <laughs> Marissa, you're just a character on a piece of paper. How can you do this? I do what I want. First of all, it's 2033. <laughs> <laughs> I am a living, breathing incarnation of a character. Okay, first of all, it's 2005. And you're definitely not. That's not a thing. And I'm just real drunk. <laughs> let's write, let's let's keep on mentioning how Zach was 14 and dated a 30-year-old. But they didn't have sex. Now, I have a question. Do you think that 30-year-old woman realized 
No, Zach no. dated her. She did not date Zach. No, yeah. Now, now that I mean, they did say they made out, didn't they? Zach said they made out. You know who else said that he made out with someone? <laughs> Seth. Yeah. When he grazed noses with Summer. Yeah. So, so I do like the idea that secretly Zach just, just like, just like blew this out of proportion in his mind, and she's just like a thirty-year-old woman who's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this fourteen. Yeah, I tutored him. I tutored him. Their knees touched once, and he was like, <gasps> "We made out." <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Zach. <laughs> Oh, Zach. My favorite thing also is that it's not even like he's obsessed with her. He's just like, yeah, no. I was 14 and she was 30. We totally had a thing going on. But I'm over that now. I'm happy with this because if they actually dated, there's a lot of problems. Yeah, no. (laughs) That makes... Well, yeah, they just keep filling it in. Anyway, if you liked all of that, you should uh, talk to us on social media. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Gmail. So that's PodcastMOA at gmail.com. Yeah, we're on Gmail. We're on Gmail. We're the coolest. No, we're not. We're not. We're not on that. What is, what is that? Google Plus? Google something? I think we are on Google Plus because I think you automatically You, you automatically are. get it. When, I mean, everybody's on it in but some way or another. we're not doing anything with it. No, no. I, I have no idea what that means, Me what any of that stuff is. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what happens, but we definitely have it. Yeah. Also, Aaron... Yes, Kevin. Riverdale premieres October 10th. I know. We're not going to finish <laughs> the OC. We're nowhere close. There's like 11. 14 episodes. No, I mean, it, so there's 24 episodes. This was episode 13. So there's 11 more episodes. It's not going to happen. There's only like four more weeks until. Um, like, the, like the last time we were just like two episodes behind. Yeah, I don't know. Is Riverdale doing push- more? It is oh, doing I guess more. it was because last yeah. season was. Longer. Um, longer. So we'll figure out what we're going to do there. If there's enough, we probably will just pause from OC. Yeah. Because we know Riverdale takes a million breaks Yeah, in the and we'll pick it up during, like, the four-week breaks. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably do that because, unlike last time, there's not just two episodes at the end. If there's, like, as we said, like, eight more. That's too many. Then it's too, it's too much for us to try to cram into uh, a week. So yeah. So. We'll, we'll probably just take a pause uh, on that when it comes back. And we'll, then when we'll those, figure it out. <laughs> those period, when those... As we know, those breaks just happen. And Riverdale, it would be super nice if you released your airing schedule to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, so, let us know. Roberto, et cetera, et cetera, I know you're listening. Just do this for us. Yeah, do it for us. Do it for us. Is Rebecca really gone forever? Has Julie truly succeeded at wrecking Caleb and Lindsay's relationship? Are we finally going to see a summer spiral? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 